0: Them, you know, and fall away. The eye F- of Sauron. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, <laughs> <Her was Rachel. laughs> just, just like that until they're like. Love
1: begins at home. Love begins at home. your papas, and your brothers, and your sisters, and your neighbors too, love begins at home. Hello everyone and welcome back to our podcast, Love Begins at Home. Today we are continuing our discussion on the Mass, but more specifically we are discussing how we can prioritize our lives for the Mass, how we can prepare ourselves before we attend Mass, and also some practical tips and tricks on how we can stay attentive and engaged in the Mass. Um, And so, again, we are honored to have our our priest here with us, Father Jason. And, uh, again, Jorge and Brad are here, too. (laughs) All right, thanks for having
2: us.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But as we always do and should do before we begin, let's open with a prayer. So, Jorge, if you could please lead us.
0: Yes. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit.
1: Amen. Amen.
0: Father, we thank you for this opportunity to be here with you. Thank you for um, choosing us to speak out your, your, your message, to be your messengers. Uh, please bless um, our hearts, whatever is coming out of our, our, our mouth, so we can always praise you and lead everyone who is listening to you to love you more, to get closer to you, and to be like your son Jesus, in the name of the Father, the Son, Holy Spirit, Amen.
1: Amen. Amen. All right, so let's talk about prioritizing things in our life, specifically the mass. You know, we we tend to put the important parts of our life at the forefront, and um, there are a lot of things that are very important. You know, family time, um, Cowboys game, Cowboys games, <laughs> only when they're doing well. Yeah. <laughs> Um, you know, whatever hobbies you might have, you probably spend a lot of time prioritizing your schedule around those things. Obviously, work—we have to make time for work and all of those chores yeah, and it's stuff. Chores, yeah. keeping, making sure everything's. Oh yeah, sure. your home. <laughs> yeah, I really <laughs> so want to care spend, spend past, my Sunday doing you chores. Know. I don't want to go anywhere near your apartment, forehead. <laughs> <laughs> Man, all that dog hair. Anyways, <laughs> what? but I think for a lot of us, we do miss the point of you know, where do our priorities lie when it is in regards to our Catholic faith and identity? And if we are to continue to learn and engage ourselves within our Catholic faith, then we eventually understand that the Mass is something that we do make priority for. Um, And so we're gonna talk about that a little bit right now. So for those of y'all who maybe can identify and struggle with, oh man, yeah, I do have um, a problem making time for the mass because i know that i'm not going to mass on a regular basis um maybe i have a conflict with work scheduling me on the days i'm supposed to go to mass or maybe my kids are involved in um select sports and they're they're having tournaments on the weekends or um, we see that all the time don't we yeah yeah, or we have competitions and other uh, extracurricular events whatever it may be or maybe it's just that you don't really understand the importance of the mass and you're just thinking oh, i can just go next week
0: <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: or i can just go in a couple months or whatever or Monday. Yeah, yeah. you yeah know? oh yeah sometimes it's like well i can go to a daily mass and it'll be okay oh, which is awesome if you go to daily masses but the obligatory masses are the ones that we are um, referring to at this point
2: i was telling my cousin i was living with him for a bit and um he doesn't go to mass very often and uh i, I would had monday off and i said hey do you want to come to mass with me he said sure and it was only 30 minutes and he goes Why was it only 30 minutes? I said, well, it's a daily Mass. It's not a Sunday Mass. He's like, I'm going to start going on Mondays. And I was like, Matt, you're missing the (laughs) point. So, um,
1: yeah, we don't want to miss the point, right, when it comes to setting time for making time for God, essentially, right? Yeah. Um, So maybe let's go around the table now and share on how we can practically make time for uh, for the Mass in our life if if we're not doing so right now. Um, So Father Jason... Uh, you being our, our our priest, what would you give advice to as uh, as it pertains to our families who are listening to this podcast? How would you um, lovingly say to them, "Get your butts to mass"? <laughs> I, I thought you were gonna ask him how do we
0: make time for you to go to mass? <laughs> no, no. Yeah, well, for me it's fortunate
3: because it's my job to say mass, so it's pretty <laughs> easy for me to make time for it. But for everyone else, I think recognizing that, as we mentioned in our previous episode, the importance of the Third Commandment and keeping holy the Sabbath, and how our participation in the Mass is our opportunity given to us by God to do exactly that, and to really evaluate our schedules and kind of take a look at what percentage of time is given to the various things. And even if we say something might be important, uh, such as our practice of the faith. If it's a very small percentage of our time, then it might be a good indicator for us that we need to reevaluate uh, that. And so what are the non-negotiables in our schedule? Um, That's a good one. Mm -hmm. And so for our parents, obviously providing for your children is a non-negotiable. So you need to be able to put food on the table and a roof over their heads uh, but really we should recognize that another non-negotiable and I would even say the non-negotiable is our uh, participation in the mass and worshiping God as he desires to be worshipped and uh, asks us to do uh, through the sacrifice of the mass And so taking a look at our weekend schedule and you know maybe we don't need six different extracurricular activities.
1: On the weekend, if it means that we're missing Mass. Very well put, Father. Um, Parents, this is a cry and call out to you all. Like, you guys have the biggest influence on your children as to um, fulfilling that responsibility of forming your child in the faith. And, you know, if you aren't making it a priority to make Mass, uh, make your faith that number one part of your life, your children are going to see that. And they're going to, um, they're most likely going to be living that way into adulthood as well. If, if that's not something that's being taken seriously in your life right now. So uh, that's something that can always, um, uh, that can always change, right? If you're not doing that now, we're challenging you to do it now. Um, and so we, we just pray that you do take that seriously. And if you're not, uh, at that point right now that you can take these points that we're giving and hopefully kind of reevaluating and, and schedule that time in your life to make this a priority. Um, any other points of advice uh, as far as making this, uh, into the schedule to make it fit guys?
2: Sure. Yeah, uh, you know, I think no matter where we are, whether we aren't going to Mass or that we're going out of Mass just out of habit or obligation to really understand it, or, you know, we're, we're going to Mass and we're trying to participate and sometimes we get distracted. Like, we can all improve on how we participate in the Mass. So there's always room for improvement for everybody. But, you know, I, as a minister, I see a lot of the, the teenagers struggle with going to Mass when we're or just being at the church at, at any point and saying, "Well, I've got I've got this tournament, or I've got this performance, and I've got these things." And I think there's a temptation for us as ministers to say, "Well, you just need to stop doing that thing, <laughs> right?" It's like just leave. And and I I don't want to ever be that that you know. I think we can get compared to teachers at school, right? If you got one kid that's in band, but he's also, you know, running track. And so those... Make him yeah, right. It's like, which one should be more important? And then whichever one he does doesn't choose, like that director just shuns him for the rest of the school year. Um, <laughs> but, you know, that that's not what we should do as ministers. And it is difficult. I think teenagers have a really, really difficult challenge of prioritizing their time because the culture has them doing things constantly. They are always on the go. They are always moving. And anytime they have time to rest, they're not really resting. They're trying to engage their minds in something that's just mush, whether it's, you know, TikTok or the YouTube rabbit hole. and we all do that too, but it's just nobody's really teaching the teenagers how to rest, how to take time to be in the presence of God, you know, be still and to know that I'm God. And prior to, prioritizing our time is a big part of that. And, you know, if, uh, if you're a teenager and maybe you work a job on Sunday, um, asking for Sundays off mm-hmm. and not picking up shifts when that, that happens. I know as teenagers, were so concerned, like, well, I need the money so I can go out and do all these things. Like, yeah, that, that's good. You know, work is good. Work is important. But if something I found in college... Was the first time I was really off by myself. I did not have mom and dad tell me, hey, you need to go to mass. And I always found it without fail, this is the case. There was a Wednesday daily mass, and then, of course, Sunday masses. It seemed the first month that I was in college, there was always something competing for my priority. I've got a test, you know, I've got this function, I've got this thing to do, this fraternity meeting, whatever. And Every time I chose to go to Mass over those other things, I found that I got my homework done and my studying done so much faster than if I ever would have not gone to Mass. Or uh, you know, that meeting that I was supposed to go to didn't happen, or it really didn't matter that I was there. Like, I didn't learn. It was kind of useless to go. And what I learned in that first month or two of college was when I make time for God, God makes time for me to do the things that I need to do. And so if I oh, is if I yeah if I go to mass and give my time to God the things that I have left to do they seem to really just fall into place and finding that exercise in faith of, okay, God, like, I've got all these things to do. These are constantly on my mind. And sometimes it was hard. It was hard going to Mass. And I kept thinking, you know, I've got this paper to write, or I've got this thing to do. And, you know, all these, this relationship is falling apart in my life. Or, hey, that girl is really cute. And, you know, all I can think about is, you know, that girl during Mass. You know, those things pop into our heads. But persevering in those things, God recognizes that. And God helps us to learn more and more about it and he's patient with us so is it if it's just making that that conscious effort to say you know what guys um i'm not gonna go hang out with you guys today watch the cowboy game or uh sorry i can't work this shift put me somewhere else Uh, i have to go to mass or no i can't come to this game today Um, I'm sorry I'm letting the team down but you know my salvation is more important than (laughs) winning this game or with this tournament and it's really just helping us see the importance of the things that we think we have to do 10 years from now they're not we're not going to remember no that's not going to matter but 10 years from now if I haven't gone to mass for 10 years that's a big hurdle to jump through Mm -hmm. versus not going to you know a tournament or a game or a performance or something like that so again Love requires sacrifice. Are we willing to make those sacrifices for God who made the ultimate sacrifice for us? Mm, beautiful. Um, you know, as as you're saying all these things, something
1: just kind of popped into my mind. And if you think about what the most valuable thing we all have, other than our life, it's our time. Mm. And so when we think about giving God our best, you know, offering our time to God is something that's going to be very pleasing in his eyes because we are being pulled every which way. Um, You know, we have this fear of missing out on the things that we desire to do. Oh, much. (laughs) Yeah, and so when we have to give of our time that conflicts with our desires, our personal desires, it's a very big conflict in our life. And so for us to prioritize and give that time to God first shows Him how much we do love Him. And even beyond that, if we can continue to grow and make time in our schedules, not just for the mass on Sunday, but weekly, every day, whether that be in prayer or, uh, you know, going to something that is going to help you enrich your faith, spending that time with God, that quality time is, I would bet that's God's love language right there is quality time. Right.
0: Uh, so I want to just give a little bit, uh, advice. So in most of the, I guess on the towns or cities where you live, there's at least two or three parishes around. Like here in Denton, we have ICC, uh, JP2, and St. Mark, you know? And all of them have different schedules for Masses, for Confession, Adoration, Masses in Spanish, English, you know? And, and those are the ones just like here, like in a range of 10, 15 minutes, you know, 20, uh, maybe St. Mark. But and we have way many parishes you know, are on uh, DFW area. So I want to recommend you an app that you can download on your phone that is called Mass Times, uh, or you can go to the internet and just uh, type MassTimes.org. And if you put like your location, like for whenever you travel, if you put your location, let's say you go to Chicago, it'll appear all the churches and parishes that are around you, And you can select, okay, I want to go to a Sunday Mass. Good. But I want to go to a Sunday Mass in English. Okay, good. But I want to go to a Sunday Mass in English that it's... uh, In the afternoon. In the afternoon. Okay. But I wanted to go to... to That it's traditional Mass. Okay, you know. And it has all these filters that uh, there's no way for you to skip Mass. I mean... We understand that, like we said, you have your things to do. And I think it's better for you to uh, maybe skip one of those things and just make the mass a priority. But if at some point you cannot miss those things because it's the, let's say, the final of, you have a final or it's like the, I don't know, the playoffs or your team or whatever, or you have a wedding or I don't know, then you have this resource that can help you to find a time for you to go to mass and even in your own like, uh, specifications, you know? So again, I recommend you this app that it's called, uh, mass times, or you can go in the internet and just type mass times.org. And it also has uh, like, uh, adoration confession, um, and mo- more things. So I've been using that one since for the past years, I have not lived in the same city for more than three years.
1: Yeah, that must be very helpful for someone who's mm-hmm. always traveling. Right? And I, yeah,
0: and, and I used, to, I, am always traveling because my, uh, my apostolate. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, like when I was in Corpus Christi, you know, I was like, oh, you know, I have a project because I was in college, and I'm not gonna finish till six or seven p.m. Let me go to the app. Uh, oh, there's a St. Philip something like thirty minutes from here, and I was. I'll drive to St. Philip, be on the Mass. Maybe it's not my language, but, you know, at least I can be on the Mass. Or let's say I'm going back to Mexico and we're traveling with my family. Well, guys, there's a church right here that, I don't know, maybe on Sunday we're going to go and tour on the city because we're on vacation or whatever. Well, we can go to the 7 a.m. Mass that it's is three blocks away from the hotel or whatever, you know? So, Jorge,
2: when you were growing up, did you guys ever... If you were on vacation, did you ever go to mass? while oh, we're on vacation? Yeah, uh-huh. that was yeah. Like really, uh, this is not something I experienced. So no, no, I, I didn't no, know.
0: If... When when uh, Ben, when you mm-hmm. mentioned that your parents, um, and they always kind of like tell you to go to mass mm-hmm. uh, on a, on a Sunday, that that was my same experience. Even on vacation, you know, if we mm-hmm. go to our let's say Christmas party on right. on Monterey or somewhere, or, you know, and. Our family reunion, well, it was like, okay, buddy, we need to go to mass at 8 a.m to this church, right. but dad or my cousins are yeah. opening the gifts on Christmas, mm-hmm. whatever. I don't care.
2: We need to go to mess. Right. So that's wow. something that, like, that's so yeah. awesome. It's not just, yeah. no, and it's cause you're on vacation. I know. Well that's, that was kind of the, the experience with yeah. our family right. was right. Hey, we're on vacation. We're going to take a break from everything. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 No,
0: no, no, no. And even like if we are going to, uh, I don't know, not six flags, because I just went to six flags for the first time the past the last week, but mm-hmm. you know, like a, a recreation park or something, mm-hmm it was like, okay, we need to go to mass first before we do all these activities. And on a Sunday. Mm -hmm. That was kind of like my my dad's uh, saying, we need to go on Sunday. Because maybe on, on, I don't know if it's the culture or not, but to go a Saturday, it will like, uh, sometimes misunderstood, like, oh, you're lazy because you want to go on Saturday or mm-hmm. something. Uh, that was like well, we're, a mis- yeah, we're going like,
2: to We're going to the 9 a.m. mass because the Cowboys play at 12. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah. So, Which again, oh. anyways, <laughs> so it, was, it was always
0: to go a mass on Sunday. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, man, let's go to mass. And I had to, you know, shower in the morning mm-hmm. and vacation, um, whatever. But it, it just become like a habit for me, you know. Now by myself, I've been living by myself for the past. Eight years, and whatever I, I'm, I am on, on a Sunday. I will look on this app. Uh, <laughs> FYI, I, F Y I. They're not our sponsors. Maybe they can sponsor this podcast. But really, they this app has helped me has helped me a lot to make time for me to find them. Especially like right now that I'm in Denton, you know, I just look here and there's tons and tons of parishes and. You know, even here that we have two dioceses, come on. We have diocese of Fort Worth, diocese of Dallas. There's there's no way for you to skip Mass, not even on a Sunday or Saturday. Right.
2: And there, there may be some times where, like you mentioned, like we just couldn't get to Mass. I remember a time where uh, we had traveled to San Antonio, my friends and I, for the TCU bowl game. And the bowl game was on Saturday night. And the next morning, uh, of course, was Sunday. And I remember not having a ride to mass because all of my friends were were Protestant and they all went to the Protestant church, but I didn't drive down there and I couldn't get any of them to take me to mass. And uh, I went to the Protestant service, which was fine. I remember the Protestant pastor gave a beautiful uh, sermon on Luke chapter 15, and I learned a lot from that sermon, but again, I didn't go to Mass. I went to the confessional, I think, the next week, and I said, "I, you know, I missed Mass, and and the priest was like, okay, why'd you miss Mass? And I said, well, I was at this bowl game, and he's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, well, I wanted to go to Mass. I I, I really did. I just, I couldn't find, and this before Uber, so I, I couldn't just call an Uber, but I, uh, I couldn't find a ride. And he goes, well, I think you know, that would qualify for a dispensation. Like it was in your heart. You really wanted to go. It just, in that situation, it was very, very improbable Mm. that you would get to to Mass. Because we also had to travel back to Fort Worth that day. So there are some instances, I think. And and Father, could you talk a little bit more about what a dispensation is and kind of how how those work? Mm. Sure. So... We've talked a bit about the Third Commandment, uh, and it says
3: to keep holy the Sabbath, um, which is not the exact same thing as go to Mass on Sunday. Mm -hmm. Um, But in our Christian understanding, as uh, revealed to us through uh, the totality of the scriptures and our faith, um, we have come to understand and know that the sacrifice of the Mass is the most perfect way to keep holy the Sabbath. And... That's why uh, the church as a loving mother and teacher sets rules and boundaries for us, uh, which dictate uh, that we should be going to Mass every Sunday and on Holy Days of Obligation. Uh, but of course, we're never commanded to do the impossible. And so uh, Brad's example um, is an instance of that. And then even looking back at the early uh, first couple of weeks of that pandemic, when here in the Diocese of Fort Worth, we had a couple weeks um, without... Uh, public masses being said, uh, for the sake of, uh, trying to flatten the curve as the saying was at that time. And that's because we're not dispensing ourselves from following a commandment that's impossible because God's laws for us are always applicable. Uh, what is important in that is the application of those laws and how we're not commanded to do the impossible. And also um, charity is the supreme law that should always guide our actions. And so uh, even outside of the COVID pandemic, um, if you are sick, uh, you should uh, refrain from attending mass in person uh, for the sake of not getting someone else sick. Um, Or if uh, someone in your home is sick, such as a child and you need to care for them, um, that can be another instance in which um, charity would require you to uh, refrain from going to Mass that day. However, we do still have uh, that obligation to keep holy of the Sabbath and um, one of the great things about the internet is there are so many resources for us and so now we can, you know, watch Mass at home or even um, spend some time praying with the daily readings or some other uh, act of devotion that we can do uh, to keep holy of the Sabbath even if um, either it's impossible or charity uh, requires us to refrain from uh, attending Mass
0: and, on a particular Sunday. Father, I have a question for you. <laughs> so, <laughs> why are you laughing? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so, for example, we were talking about how to make time for, and for Mass and how to make it a priority. But how, what do you think, or let me rephrase my question, how can you get a desire to go to Mass? You know, because... Uh, Like And I'm I'm asking this to you because whenever you were in the seminary, I guess you were kind of like forced to go to mass daily or, you know, and that was part of your Formation. formation, you know, to go to mass. So how do you balance like your own desire to go to mass and not like feel like, oh, man, I'm being forced to go to mass even where you were a seminarian. And how how does that change now that you are a priest? Like, is there still, of course, maybe a desire like, yes, I want to celebrate Mass or, oh, I need to celebrate Mass. Because I think that's something that we can all struggle sometimes that uh, maybe we just don't feel like, oh man, yes, I want to, I, I don't want to go to Mass, but I feel guilty if I, if I do not go to Mass. And I personally share it um, myself. Uh, I go to Sunday Mass uh, always, but I try to go weekly. And, uh, sometimes when I don't go to daily mass, uh, it's like, oh, I feel guilty by not going to daily mass, even when it's not required, you know, but, but it's kind of like, well, how can I get a desire to go to mass? Sorry for my long question, but yeah. Father.
3: (laughs) No, that's a great question. Um, I think, uh, starting off kind of just broadly speaking about rules and we've mentioned the this idea of the obligation to go to Mass on Sundays and um, on certain holy days, such as Christmas. And when rules are given to us uh, prudently by legitimate authority over us, such as um, parents setting rules and boundaries for their children, um, our mother church uh, giving us rules as um, members of the church, and then most especially the commandments given to us by our Heavenly Father, The rules are meant to uh, guide and direct us to what is good and ultimately good for ourselves. Um, And they're especially helpful when our will, our desires are not necessarily always oriented towards what that true good is. It may be oriented towards um, some lesser good and our priorities get out of whack. And the rules are intended to uh, keep us on that, that true path to what is good. And so we have this obligation, this rule uh, to go to mass, and it is not merely a rule for its own sake of having a rule. Um, As uh, Jesus says in the gospel, uh, the Sabbath is made for man and not man for the Sabbath. And so this obligation to keep holy the Sabbath and for us as Catholics uh, to go to mass on the Sabbath um, is intended to teach us what is truly important, and that is our adoration, our worship, our participation in the sacrifice of Jesus through the celebration of the mass. And so having this obligation, this rule, uh, hopefully over time habituates us by following it, by keeping holy that Sabbath each and every Sunday by going to mass uh, to uh, help us really desire what is um, the greatest good that we have in this life, this communion with God through the sacrament. And that's something that happens over time. You know, we've all mentioned Um, our difficulties in attending Mass as children. And fortunately, we had parents who um, helped us habituate this practice of following the rule so that over time, uh, we are no longer doing it out of a sense of obligation, but doing it as Christians have done since the very first celebration of the Mass because of our genuine desire for our Lord and our desire uh, to receive Him into ourselves through our reception of the Eucharist,
2: I think we can all kind of get fall into that trap too. It's it's it, Mass kind of becomes something that we have to do, and uh, you know, uh, as we participate in the Mass, there's always something competing for our attention, and we kind of lose that childlike joy mm-hmm. of maybe the first time we receive the Eucharist, or the first time that we go to Mass, or we've like we truly understand the Mass, So we have this epiphany, and we're like, oh my gosh, now I get it, and then you know, it's like, oh yeah, I get it now, you know, and then it just it's it's hard to recapture that, I think, and we we can lose sight of yeah, that. Yeah, once you unwrap the gift and it's the newness
1: is worn off, it kinda right, of, yeah. then it gets kinda put of to the side again like right. anything else.
2: But Yeah, like I had these Heelys. Yeah. Do you guys remember Heelys? Do you remember Heelys? I remember them, but oh. Ben's probably too old to remember them. Yeah. Are they shoes? <laughs> They're shoes with a wheel on. Oh, their heels. Yeah, yeah. oh okay. Yeah, yeah! Okay, I, yeah, I know. I, yeah. I didn't know they had a name like yeah, that. No, yeah.
1: Heelys. Heelys. I, know I guess I don't know. Do you remember Jinko jeans or the? Do you remember those things those <laughs> oh. with the big wide? Oh leg. yeah. And they were like ridiculously expensive, and they were so stupid looking. Now that you look at it, <laughs> I remember those. <laughs> I had one of those.
2: man. I, I did not, but I had a pair of Heelys, and I remember that I loved my Heelys so much that I would never wear them. <laughs> uh, I, I I wanted them to stay it was so precious. They, they were semi precious. they <laughs> <My>
0: precious. <laughs> 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 okay. And the,
2: Hobbit reference. Right. Now, see, we don't right. just do Star Wars, we got Lord of the Rings. Yeah. And I remember that I didn't want to wear them because I didn't want them to get scuffed up. I wanted them to look brand new. And then one day I realized that, hey, I never wear these and they're actually kind of cool and I went to go try them on and they didn't fit anymore. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> but, but... <laughs> so <I> just, uh, <laughs> point and laugh. Well, the reason I tell that story is I think sometimes we may kind of see mass that way. It's like it's something that we just... Uh, it may be too good for us or we just can't participate in and we're like, oh, we want to, you know, preserve the newness of this and, you know, if we do it too often, then we would lose this feeling of this is a really great thing. But then if, we, you know, if we... have a gift and we just put it on the shelf and never use it, then what what good is it? Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. So I guess that was my question to you, like during seminary, is there like a personal experience that you have, like by going daily, to mass or something? Sure. So my first seminary, Holy Trinity over in
3: Irving, uh, we had mass at 630 in the morning every day. And as an 18 year old kid, um, I did not want to wake up that early uh, every single day to go to Mass.
0: Well, as you pray, liturgy, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, the hours, mm-hmm. right?
3: And so um, if we miss Mass because we slept in or whatever, uh, we would have to email the priest who was in charge of us, notifying him that, uh, Father, I miss Mass this morning because I slept in. And so, yeah, we were held accountable by uh, our formators over us. And... Uh, over time, it became easier and easier to... Um, was there a punishment
0: if you skipped mass?
3: Uh, if you did it too often, you got kicked out. <laughs> <laughs> like uh, um, running run the... No, they never the, made us run laps or anything no. like that. Um, it's not the military. <laughs> I, mean, I, I don't know. Um, but uh, yeah, it was it was a good way to help us habituate what we should be desiring and using the rule to teach us that. Uh, to a point where um, the rule is no longer necessary insofar as
2: we are already desiring what the rule is meant to teach us. I think we're also kind of getting into that, that image of God where sometimes we think about Catholicism, and we hear the the term, it's a holy day of obligation. You're obligated to go. And in our minds, we think, all right, somebody is taking away my freedom, you know, especially as Americans. We're all about freedom. And anybody who infringes on my freedom, they're a bad person. It's, but the beauty of that, is, as Father was saying, was God gives us these rules because they're good for us. You know, God doesn't need to be worshiped, but we need God. And so he gives us a blueprint on on how to do that and how to do that well and so when he gives us this command to do this it's not because he wants to be worshiped it's because he wants us to receive him and he wants to give himself to us but he's not going to violate that free will and so just the, the the beauty of that testimony there of the discipline of going to mass every Sunday or uh, you know every day daily mass and then all of a sudden it's all right you know this is this is a routine it's a discipline and it's not as hard anymore, and now I actually want to go.
1: Well, so talking about that now, moving into the next portion of today's discussion is, how do we prepare for the Mass before we go? Because mm. nice. we don't want to, again, we want to have that desire to go, but then once we're there, you know, how do we How do we stay engaged? Um, how do we prepare our hearts and minds for what is about to happen? So why don't we go ahead and talk about Um, some things that we do or we can do to prepare ourselves rightly for the Mass before we get there. Um, We had talked in the uh, first episode about prayer, Mm -hmm. and one of the ways we like to pray is to read the readings of the day, and specifically the readings for the Mass uh, of that week. And so one of the best ways you can do to prepare yourself for the Mass is by ahead of time reading the Scripture, as Brad, I think, had had said earlier on in the podcast. Um, So if that's something you don't do, that's something you should start doing Um, as a family, you can talk about it. Uh, Our family likes to have a little discussion at the breakfast table while we're having breakfast on uh, the gospel of the day. And, you know, our kids, for the most part, pay pay attention as, as much as they can, and they can at least tell us a little bit about what's going on. And so, um, that's just a tradition or something we're starting as a family to do before we do end up going to the mass that evening. So what are some things y- that y'all can do or that y'all do like to do?
0: Well, this uh, might sound like a cheesy analogy, but, you know, um, everyone has dated. You know, everyone has had a girlfriend or boyfriend. Oh, yeah, yeah well, and- Is this really- your experience? Uh, in, a previous- <laughs> <laughs> in a previous life. <laughs> yes. You know, but it, when, whenever you have a date, uh, you always try to kind of like prepare yourself and you choose your best clothes and you shower even when I, <laughs> whenever <laughs> you don't shower, you shower that one time, yeah, that one time and you put one time uh, a column and you know all, all of these things that you do because you are going to see this girl or this, this boy or whatever, you know. Well, it's kind of like the same, uh, for for me since we are the bride and and Jesus is uh, the
1: bridegroom,
0: yes, so. We have to in a some in a way prepare for this um major event for this major thing that is this it, banquet feast, right? Yes, yeah. You know? And it, and I'm not talking th- I'm I'm talking about your dress code like well of course shower please.
1: <laughs> and yeah, no, where Jesus and put the other end can. or
0: something. But it goes back to the attitude, but, right? Yeah, You're but you have
1: the
2: right attitude. Yeah, but
0: it's it's more about yes, like that, like, oh man, I'm going to mass. So because I'm about to receive uh Jesus in about an hour I'm going to fast because I don't want to have tacos, you know, my mouth (laughs) or pieces of other food. You know, I want to wait for, I always say tacos, right? You love tacos. I love tacos. You know, fast. I'm going to fast. And before mass, what else? Maybe I can leave my phone for a little while, you know, before mass, maybe 20 minutes. I'm not going to use my phone. Or, you know, just, or get in the mood, put some uh, Catholic music, start listening, or prayer, or, but just getting, like you said, in a, in an attitude that helps you to enjoy more of the Mass, not because the Mass is not enjoyable, but mm. because that will help you to focus and to appreciate what
2: you are about to live and that's that's something that I've recently started doing. Is I was reading through the Book of Revelation, and you know, that's like a really scary book. Like I don't know what's going on. <laughs> yeah. But as I was reading all it, all the dragons, yeah, the dragons and serpents and all that. But uh, actually, what uh, and I was reading some Catholic commentary on it. But I realized that the vision that Saint John is seeing is he's witnessing a wedding. You know, the the whole Book of Revelation is setting up the Mass. It's kind of an allegory for the Mass. And I started thinking about that as the mass being a wedding, and I've been to a few weddings, mm-hmm. and you know Jorge mentioned you're going to dress up, you're oh, going yeah. to you're going to look your best, and I always treat mass now as if I'm going to a wedding, mm-hmm. so I, I got my suit on, and it's a weird thing, you know. Uh, some other people are not wearing a suit, and so, <laughs> and then you get the compliments. Hey, you're looking sharp, Brad. What's the occasion? No. Mass. <laughs> you no. know? Uh, but it, it just they, uh, will t- they will tell you, oh, there's a. Uh the Yehoah. witness, witness. <laughs> <laughs> have you heard the good news do you have time to talk about our Lord yes. and Savior and so uh, what I've, I've started trying to wear a suit as, as often as I can to Mass and just have that that mentality and uh, you know the teens of, of St. Mark they're, if they're listening to this they're probably like oh no he's talking about the Mass as a wedding again you know I talk about it all the, I talk about it all the time and it's just how you know the, the Mass is the wedding feast and the reception is heaven. Mm. If you're invited to the wedding feast, you have to you have to go to the wedding first. If you don't go to the wedding, you don't go to the reception. You know, it you just that doesn't really work. And sometimes you are invited to the wedding but not to the reception. <laughs> yeah.
1: So make sure you're
2: you got that invitation. Yeah. But uh, but that's just how I how I've been viewing it. So trying to just even just dress up a little bit. Uh, and, you know, I've, I've got it. It's too crowded. too crowded. <laughs> too crowded. Uh, but I've got an infant at home, too. And sometimes getting to Mass on time can oh, be difficult, yes. right? You know, we're trying to get uh, my son Lucas ready for, for Mass. And we try to dress him first. This is what this is the amateur hour of every parent. You know, we would get we'd got him dressed first, and then we go get dressed. And then by the time we got dressed, he'd pooped. Right. And we're like, oh. <laughs> yeah. you know, he, he put was, some other clothes yeah, on. Yeah, he threw his shirt yep. off, his pants are everywhere. We're like, oh, this is not working. Mm-hmm. And so we, we would struggle getting to on time, and so now we've kind of had to maybe get up a little bit earlier to make that time, and so we can get to mass and just take maybe five minutes just to kneel and take a moment to breathe and get in that mindset of we're at a wedding, we're, we're celebrating the wedding feast of. Our, our Lord and Savior to his bride, his church, and, and we're the bride. It,
0: now that you mentioned uh, about getting in time for Mass, I think that's another thing that it, it has... struggle with. Yeah. yeah, like, for example, my family, my dad and, and myself, we are the ones that are, we are always on time. Like, 30 minutes before Mass, we're ready, you know? I already shower. <laughs> but my mother... Oh, it's always I, my mom, My mom's the same way. My mother, <laughs> it's... Let's say for 10 a.m. Mass, it's... 9 58 and she's still you know putting makeup or something I was like mom we gotta go you know even we leave when we leave uh really close to the church uh, back in mexico it's like mom we gotta go we, well guess what my my two younger brothers uh they are the same so i <laughs> so you know again 10 a.m mass. so i wake up at 8 8 30 my shower i I just start uh, watching TV or something while, while waiting for my, my brothers. Well, my brother, my my the youngest, he will start like at 9.30. He will go and shower. Uh-huh. And the other one at 9.40 or something is like, come on, I woke <laughs> up at 8.30. So you can, by 8.45, you can go and shower mm-hmm. and, you know. But it, it's a thing that happens a lot uh, in, in my
2: family. So it's a lot, I'm always fighting. like, come on, we need to get this time a mess. Like- and That's that's important too. You Sometimes as you're going as a family, you have uh, family members that maybe move a little slower or more meticulously than ain't other people. gotta have a car right now. That I just <laughs> you can't can't drive myself. Like, yeah. Okay, yeah. it's 9.50, you're not ready, I'm leaving. Yeah, my and my dad and would wait in the car. He'd be in the car at bing, like bing. half an <laughs> hour till and just sit there with the car running and then he'd pull out in the driveway. <laughs> like it was a like clockwork. He'd get in there, he'd sit in there for five minutes, turn the car on, back out, oh, get I in the driveway. And then uh, he would start moving as my mom walked out the door. Oh, <laughs> I can't I cannot not say this. Yeah. Okay, and I know if my wife's listening right now she
1: knows what I'm about to say. If you ever watched Everybody Loves yes, Raymond. Yes, I remember that, <laughs> that episode. <laughs> that
3: episode. <Yes>. AIS. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like you don't you're in this car at okay,
2: this, this time, time where I'm leaving. leaving.
0: <laughs> oh, it was a great. Episode. I went 2 months ago to visit my my brother. He lives in Nashville. And I was just thinking about that. And and we went for the concert. We were, yeah, we were going to attend a concert on Sunday evening. And I told them, okay, let's go to Mass at 11. I found, through the app that I said, I found a parish that are really close. Okay, sure. Since Mass was at 11, I woke up like at 9.30, something like that. I showered. And I was like, Andres, you got to get ready. Andres, you got to ready. 20 minutes passed. Andres, you got to get ready. Well, guess what? Even when it was just my brother and me, we ended up getting to mass at 11 03. I was like, come on, man. (laughs) It was just you and me. But yeah, I I think that's like something that we can work on to get, uh, in time for mass, at least 20 minutes before, you know, like the, like the way I just mentioned a concert, whenever you go to a concert or whenever you go to a, a game, let's say a baseball game or a football game, you're, like, way too early, like, because you want to find parking. You want to find your and, seat. Your, or you, you want to get the best seat. You got to get, like get a popcorn. Yeah, yeah, my dad dogs was like that. It. He always parks
2: at the very end of the parking lot, so um. we can be the first ones out of there. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> well, kind of like the same apply for Maz, you know? Not, not like you want to get out of it, but be there in time. <laughs> the back puke if you leave But, yeah, be there in time so you can, I, I guess, enjoy everything.
1: Yeah. Those are really, really good um, points of advice there, guys um so why don't we wrap up with you know getting getting there late would obviously fluster your attention right mm-hmm. it would it would hinder your focus small children on, right yeah. or families with <laughs> with younger kids yep. um sometimes you do have that whole uh you know fighting in the pew or the whole the baby's screaming or crying mm-hmm. you know and and f- for a lot of us adults you know we are at that level in our lives where we do understand what's going on and we actually do want to focus on it, but there there are so many distractions that can deter us from that. So what are some points that we can share that uh, can help us to stay focused and attentive while the Mass is going on? Father Jason, would you have any recommendations for those families out there?
3: Sure. Uh, in last episode, I talked about how God, in resting on the Sabbath, it was not just passive but an active sanctification of the sabbath day and i think having an understanding of our active participation in the liturgy uh, as well is very important and i don't just mean active in the sense of like physically doing something Um, like you don't have to be an usher an altar server whatever uh, to be able to actively participate in the mass but active in the sense that you are fully engaging and uh, mentally and spiritually participating in what is taking place in the Mass. And I think part of the preparation leading into Mass that can be helpful is um, keeping in mind who or what you would like to offer up your participation in the sacrifice of the Mass for. Um, Most parishes before Mass, as part of the announcements, they'll say who the Mass is being offered for, and it's usually um, a deceased loved one of a parishioner. And as a priest, that is my particular intention uh, that I'm saying for this Mass. Um, but all of us as baptized uh, into the universal priesthood of Jesus Christ should also be offering up this sacrifice in the Mass um, for an intention, whether it's a deceased loved one of our own um, or some other special intention. And there are specific moments in the liturgy in which it's particularly conducive towards the um, the assembly's active participation in the liturgy, uh, through prayer. Um, two of the common ones are that opening and closing prayer that we do, um, right after the Gloria and then right after communion where the priest says, uh, let us pray. And that is more than just a cue for the altar server to bring the book up to the priest. Um, but when the priest says, let us pray, that really is our time, uh, to pray. And, um, That's why usually the priest should, uh, and most do, um, allow for that period of silence uh, between saying, let us pray, and saying that uh, given prayer in the Missal that he says. Because that that prayer is really meant to be summarizing, to some extent, what uh, the entire Christian people there present at the Mass is praying. And so using that opportunity, and then... um, During the Eucharistic prayer itself, there are incorporated moments for us to really be intentional about um, our participation in the prayer that the priest is saying on behalf of and with the people uh, there at Mass. And then again, connecting it back to us offering the sacrifice on behalf of others. Um, In the Eucharistic prayer that I usually do uh, on Sundays, Eucharistic prayer one there are a couple moments where the priest is intended to pause and close his hands rather than keeping them extended. Uh, and that first one is towards the beginning, and it's Remember, Lord, your servants. And I pause, or I can mention someone by name if that Mass is being offered for someone living. And all gathered here whose faith and devotion are known to you. For them, we offer you the sacrifice of praise, or they offer it for themselves and all who are dear to them. And so that's a very explicit reminder for all of us uh, to engage actively in our offering up of the Mass for some intention. And then uh, there is a second one in which we specifically remember the dead. And it's, remember also, Lord, your servants. And again, the priest is expected to pause or uh, say by name someone who have gone before us with the sign of faith and rest in the sleep of peace. And so we have very clear, specific moments uh, in the liturgy that are reminders that we are meant to be actively participating uh, in the celebration of the Mass, not just by uh, some of the practical modes of service, like altar serving or being a cantor or whatever, uh, but really um, even just in the pew, uh, we're called to actively participate in the sacrifice.
1: I really, I really like what you said about, you know, thinking of those people that you want to offer um, your time at Mass for. I think that's a really good, um, helpful tip that I could even start, you know, using because I've never really thought of it um, as offering up for another person while I'm at Mass. Now, there are times when I go to communion where I I pray, I'm offering this up for so and so, Um, but to make the entire Mass that way, I think that's really neat. So that's something I'm going to start doing.
0: St. Francis de Sales has this if it's a prayer or it's kind of like a method to prayer, but it's on three steps. So first one is to uh, ask for God's presence, which of course in, in the mass is, is going to be presence. But it, it kind of like works for your own prayer. So the first one, you ask for God's presence. You know, second one, <clears throat> you offer Him whatever you are doing, like your time or your activity. Um, or whatever you're listening or doing, you know? And the third one is, uh, you receive like whatever he wants to give you in exchange to that offering. So I guess that principle can work, can works for, um, for mass. So whenever you got to mass before you can do, okay, God, I ask for, for your presence. Um, I'm here at the church. Um, Thank you for, you know, letting me come here to Mass, being being present. Um, I offer you this one hour or this 15 minutes or this whatever, you know, my, I'm skipping the Cowboys game. I, I should have been on the soccer game with my kids or something, but I'm offering you this time and the third step. And in exchange, I just receive whatever you want to give me in exchange for that offering so not like asking for a specific uh, gift or or or, you know but just give me whatever you want to give to me that it's goods for my salvation for my soul in exchange for this offering this time this activity uh, that I'm doing right now so that I can I mean that can be like a prayer that we can say before mass and of course then the mass it's a, a an offering and by itself, you know, but it can be like a, a way to prepare for mass. Okay. And that's, that's from St. Francis, the sales, the sales father, I have a question for you before we finish <laughs> and, uh, and feel free to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> or you can lie. Yeah. <laughs> or you can lie.
2: <laughs>
0: These people <laughs> distract you whenever they get laid to mass, to mass. Or what do you do whenever they are late? Chastise them. <laughs> yeah, I think it's really helpful to call them out in front of everyone. Uh, <laughs> pass.
3: No, so I I don't know if it's maybe just because I'm a new priest and still really focused on making sure I do it correctly.
0: <laughs> With the right, uh, We're the right colors. Of yeah, which, we have the uh, right reading for the gospel. Admittedly,
3: uh, <laughs> I'm not batting a thousand in terms of doing uh, exactly what is prescribed at every mass, but um, yeah, there, as I'm praying at mass, uh, it's generally pretty easy for me to focus on the, the text of the prayers that I'm saying out loud or whatever action it is that I'm doing. And yeah, there've been a couple times where, like some parent will come up to me after mass and be like, oh, father, I am so sorry about, you know, my kid being super loud. I'm like, honestly, I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> well,
0: that that's good because I used to met uh, this priest that, oh, man, poor people. Whenever a family was laid to mass, he wouldn't say anything, but he would just stop and stare at them until they see it. So maybe he was doing, I don't know, the... The prayer, be- the prayer, what is uh collect prayer? Yeah, the, the opening prayer, the collect. The collect prayer. So maybe he was saying that, and, you know, you hear the doors open, and you see this family, so he will stop in the middle of the prayer and just stares at them, you know, and following. The eye fall- of Sauron. Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
3: just, <laughs> watching.
0: Just, just like that until they're like, uh, they see it on the pew pu- and then <laughs> any he will- circus here wow <laughs> <laughs> and then he will continue man that was I mean those were intense moments
2: of silence you know guilty yeah it was <laughs> well and that, that can be difficult too because you know there are different distractions in prayer uh, in, in the mass and you know, uh, you know like I said we've got an infant and so we're trying to be very conscious of is he being too loud especially during the homily you know people are being distracted but and now as a parent having a kid, when somebody else's baby is crying, I now have the empathy to go. God bless those people, and so like you know, that can kind of be part of my prayer instead of being irritated by it, like, ah oh, man, mm. that, kid, that baby's crying or that kid's being loud. Like, shut that kid up, you know. <laughs> it's uh, it's it's more of God. Thank thank God that that they're here. Like, I'm so glad that they're here. Please give those parents strength. Uh, you know help that baby start crying whatever the problem is you know and just <laughs> and but that's also a, a way to bring in the community the parish community praying for each other while they're at mass and praying that everybody else can can pay attention and there's a few things that I try to do because there are I get very distracted easily my mind goes in every which direction so something that I've been trying to do is take a small pocket journal with me and I'm always thinking about stuff I've got to do and if I don't think about it constantly, I'm going to forget it. So what I'll do is I'll try to just jot it down during the Mass so I don't have to sit there and obsess over it to, oh, I have to remember to do that. And so I'll just kind of jot it down. Or even during the homily, uh, something sticks out to me that I want to come back and reflect on later because I'll forget. I'll jot that down. Uh, Or having maybe the Magnificat or just the daily readings with you because right now at our parish, we don't have the hymnals uh, due to COVID. So most people will either uh, have the the missile, or the, not the missile, the, um, the Magnificat with the daily readings on it. And it's just kind of looking at those readings. But in the last podcast, I also mentioned that sometimes when we get in routine, our minds wander, but our mouth keeps working. So what I try to do sometimes is put different inflections on words so I can understand what I'm saying. So it helps me stay engaged by putting different inflections, like during the Creed or the Our Father. Uh, I may sound kind of dumb <laughs> to other people around me, <laughs> but, it, but it helps me to stay Man, engaged. I'm going to next yeah. to you, Matt. You're <laughs> very <laughs> distracted. <Yeah. laughs> Just very animated. <laughs> I guess that's my theater background. But, you know, those are those are some some of the things that I, that I try to do uh, and to be engaged. And another one that I've recently started doing is I'll pray to my guardian angel before Mass and say, hey, you know, if my mind begins to wander, you know, put me back on track cuz there will be something that I'm the priest will say or something will stick out to me in the readings and I'm thinking about it and all of a sudden I'm I'm thinking about Dragon Ball Z. Like I don't know how that happened. You know, like, it's yeah. happened before. I'm thinking about Star Wars. Like yeah. it was like, how did I get here? You know, like I've missed like the past five minutes. He's your I favorite I character? A good from Dragon Ball Z. I, my favorite character. I like Piccolo. Piccolo. Piccolo is my favorite. <laughs> All right. uh, I don't know, maybe because he's green. But I like I like, I, Tr- I like I, Trunks. well, you know the reason I like him. I like him, him, Trunks. Uh, yeah, my my best friend growing up, she likes Trunks. But I I love Piccolo because of the sacrifices that he makes mm. for mm. Gohan. Anyway, that's okay. making a theology. There, yeah, yeah. he's... It's bridging the conversation. Yeah, it is. But uh, anyway, those are just a few tips that I have for staying engaged in mass.
1: Well, there's a lot of information in this conversation that I think and I hope is useful to a bunch of you who are listening to this. But um, so, yeah, just as in a nutshell, these past two dialogues, you know, we've really talked about the importance of mass, how we prioritize it things we can do to stay engaged in it. So um, families, we hope that these um, past two episodes have been enlightening for you and that you can take something from it and, and put it in your own lives as we all um, strive to sharpen each other and um, become holy as we walk this life on this earth and hopefully are in heaven as saints one day. So um, with that, again, we thank for Father Jason uh, for taking his time to be here with us and sharing his knowledge and wisdom of the faith with us. Here. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm sure we'll have him back on a future few more episodes um, when we get to some pretty, pretty uh, hard topics in regards to maybe life itself. Morality. Before
0: we end this podcast, Father, will you tell us what you're doing now about your classes? Yes. So this podcast
3: comes out uh, February in early February. And... So, a few weeks before that, I will have started a series on Thursday nights, um, and we'll be going through the Gospel of John uh, throughout the semester, and then we'll be alternating between that and some other topics, uh, the Eucharist and the centrality of the Mass. So, if you uh, enjoyed these past two episodes and would like to dive further into the significance of the Eucharist and our celebration of the Mass... uh, as well as a introduction to Catholic morality and ethics, understanding what it means to be human and how we are then called to act in accordance with that understanding. And that happens on Thursday nights at Immaculate Conception. And for our vast global audience, uh, you can also participate via Zoom. And we have more information um, on these events on our website, iccdenton.org. Uh,
1: you can go to our Adult Faith Formation page for all the details. Fantastic. So let's go ahead and close with um, a prayer. And before that, don't forget to like the, the podcast and follow on Instagram and um, like it on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. So um, I'm going to ask Brad to go ahead
2: and close us in our prayer. Sure. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Lord Jesus, thank you for giving us yourself, for offering yourself up to us, Lord, that we did not make you die on the cross, but you freely and willingly gave yourself for us. And Lord, we remember this and we celebrate this at every Mass, that you love us unconditionally, that there's nothing we can do to make you love us more or love us less. You love us perfectly as you are. So please give us the strength and the courage and the desire to come and meet you in the most blessed sacrament in the Eucharist and at the Mass. Help us to make daily sacrifices, not because you demand them, Lord, but because they are good for us, because you want to give us your life, your soul, and your divinity. Jesus, we love you, and it's in your name we pray. Amen. Amen. The Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.
1: All right, you all have a, a great rest of your week, and we, again, thank you for uh, tw- tuning into to this podcast, and may God
2: bless you. Uh, See you next time. Yeah.